Well, hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Pursue Your Spark podcast, and welcome to any new listeners. We're dropping a new episode every Thursday here on the show, either me solo teaching you tips and strategies about women over 50 and how it relates to our health, nutrition, and exercise, or one of my guests that share their stories that not only will inspire you, but they will also help you take action and see that you're not alone in your journey in life. Today's topic sometimes stinks. Yeah, I can't say it any other way, but it does. And I know you can relate because out of the blue, it seems that your stomach is bloating. You just sit there and suddenly your belly gets bigger and you're thinking, oh my God, what the heck is happening? You can't remember what the cause might be. And first thing we women tend to do is to say, what did I do wrong? But it may not be something that you did wrong. It just may be something that doesn't fit your life or where you are in life anymore. And as your tummy becomes really big and painful, all you want to do is fart. Yes, I said the word fart. Because your belly is so bloated and the only relief that you can think of is to produce gas. But that seems to be really difficult at times. And today I'm sharing with you strategies, how to relieve that belly bloat and get that air out and feel better. And Pilates is one strategy that I swear by. Before I dive in, I want to let you know about the Fasted and Fit Over 50 Club membership. This membership is all about exercises for women over 50. And many of the exercises not only help with belly bloat, but are easy on your joints. I will leave a link in the show notes so you can check it out. And the first three classes are on me. So let's dive into today's episode. I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with 30 years of experience. I empower women over 50 to take back their health and strength to lead a vibrant life. Right now, you're joined by thousands of women over 50 around the world who stop dimming their light and instead ignite their spark. On this podcast, I do what I do best, taking complicated information about fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies and breaking it down into baby steps that are simple, actionable, and sustainable so you can implement them into your life. I regularly interview some of the most inspiring women who share their honest stories on how they went from their worst to their best life so that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Join me as we redefine what aging looks and feels like by taking action and saying, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. When I started teaching Pilates over 20 years ago, I started out teaching what is called the Pilates mat work. And that is Pilates exercises done on the floor without the equipment that we're now so commonly see. And as I started teaching classes and some of the exercises did include what I'm teaching you today, reducing belly bloat or just squishing your belly to get the air out. 
And boy, oh boy, there was a lot of farting going on. Yep, there was. But you know what? That's normal. As we're squishing out the air from our belly because we're digesting our food, there is gas that is produced. So it was at first a little embarrassing. And then everybody realized it's just normal. And we would just say, okay, sorry, pass some gas, move on. And it's not a big deal. And nobody was embarrassed about it anymore. Initially, everybody was getting red-faced and thinking, oh my God, I just did it. And then it was like, yep, this is what's happening. And everybody felt so much better, not only about their alignment and their core strength, but also their belly bloat. Now we're in our midlife, 50 and over, menopause is happening and estrogen levels are changing. So there's a lot going on with our body that produces the gas that we really don't want. But the gas that we produce in our belly or stomach is a normal part of digestion. And how much gas we produce depends on what we eat, when we eat, how fast we eat, and how efficient we are in our digestive system. So it's normal to flagellate. That's a more appropriate word that everybody uses. But uh, Lena Palmer, a gastroenterologist and assistant professor in the Department of Medicine, Medicine and Medical Director of Nutritional Services at the La Jolla University of Chicago says, the average person passes 10 times gas a day but it's still considered normal to pass gas up to 20 times per day. And Dr. Palmer also adds that 15 to 30% of healthy people also experience bloating from time to time. So it's not that you have to be ill to pass gas. So it's totally normal and there's nothing to be embarrassed about, even though we feel we need to be embarrassed. It's impolite. What causes this bloating? Bloating can happen anytime. For instance, I always feel it after a long flight. You're sitting there, you're inhaling the artificial air and you're eating some whatever food they're serving you and it may not what you normally eat. Or you simply just right now during COVID, we're sitting way too much. Or perhaps we're eating salty chips during movie night and too much salt can also contribute to a lot of bloating. And as I mentioned earlier, the shift in our hormones during menopause is definitely something we're struggling with as far as the bloating is concerned. But all we want is to get rid of the bloated feeling and a stomach. And that's from my experience as well, can be very painful. So number one, what causes bloating? I start with hormone changes in menopause. So the reduction in estrogen causes the body to retain water and that causes bloating. So too much water, too much bloating. Then number two is the diet. Some of the foods that are cruciferous vegetables, grains, onions, beans, I had some beans last night, and garlic or onion are some of the culprits that produce just more gas because they are in that family of foods that are gas producing. Number three is the lack of exercise slows down the digestion in our stomach. 
And moving helps empty your gut faster and the food is able to move quickly or quicker into the small intestines, which causes less gas. But I found out that people with weak abdominal muscles have a much harder time to move that gas through their intestines. Number four is swallowing air. Chewing gum or drinking carbonated drinks produce more water as you swallow, like you're chewing the gum, as you swallow more air while chewing gum. And we all love carbonated drinks with a little bubble and a little lemon in our glass. But in a nutshell, sparkling water is a liquid and then the bubbles are the, is carbon dioxide. And that's combined under pressure. So you have this nice bubbly water that you we, many of us love. And when we combine the seltzer water or the water with carbon dioxide, we swallow bubbles again, and that causes belly bloat. Number five is drinking alcohol. I know we all love that glass of wine at the end of the day or every other day or whenever, or if you don't drink, it's not a problem. But alcohol is an inflammatory substance, meaning it tends to cause swelling in the body. And the inflammation may be made worse by the things often mixed with alcohol, like mixed drinks. You have sugar, carbonated liquids, and they all contribute the gas and the gas discomfort and a heck of a lot more bloating. Now, there are other conditions that cause gas or bloating, and they are the irritable bowel syndrome, then you have celiac disease, colon cancer, or reflux disease. I, for myself, have colitis, and my colitis has created an immensely painful stomach with a lot of gas and a lot of bloating. So when I did research for today's episode, I was very particular about the information that I was sharing with you. So you know what can help with uh, taking care of the bloat, getting rid of the bloat, the easiest and fastest way. Now, if you want to know a little bit more about how to relieve inflammation, since I talked about inflammation, check out my post called The Six Ways to Optimize Your Health and Reduce Inflammation. There's a ton of really helpful information that does tie in with bloating. So I leave a link in the show notes for that as well. So you can totally get your hands on it and and start feeling better. And in a future post that is not done yet, you can read about my story about how I got colitis, the side effects, the symptoms, and the treatments, and the ways I found to help with my colitis will be in a future post. So be on the lookout for that as well. So back on topic, three ways to relieve belly bloat, and Pilates is one of them. Now, when you get to belly bloat, the last thing you want to be is lie on your stomach. I'm like, no, no, no. I see some people doing lying on your stomach or somebody suggested, oh, take a hit high intensity interval class or an intense cardio class. During the times when I experience really bad bloating, I don't want to lie on my stomach. 
I don't even want to run because it is painful. I don't want to jump around. And it seems that this whole like jumping around business and intensity makes the bloating even worse. And I can only refer back to my article on my post about reducing inflammation because you can learn more about bloating and exercise in that episode. So simple movements relieve the buildup of what bloating is, water and gas. So it's excessive water in the body that causes, or too much salt in the body that retains water to cause that bloating, increasing uh, blood flow, and that stimulates your lymphatic system, which helps the body drain excess fluid from our body. So simple movements help increase blood flow and stimulate your lymphatic system to help drain the body of excess fluid and that also pertains to your belly. So let's get on to with number one. Start with something, baby step, I know, don't roll your eyes, but start with breathing. Breathing is amazing when you start having a belly bloat. When you breathe correctly, you send more blood to your abdominal region, your belly, will then help alleviate a lot of discomfort in this air, particular area. Think of as you're breathing in through the nose and exhaling through the mouth, you just start moving your diaphragm, that's part of your breath, up and down in your body. So as you inhale through the nose really, really deeply, and then you exhale all the way, so until Joseph Pilatus said, until there's no more air, squeeze out all the air, he says. You can feel your belly moving. So try this with me right now. Wherever you're sitting or you can driving in a car, you can do this when you listen to this episode. So it's a deep breath in through the nose, as deep as you can make it. So let's do this. And then exhale through the mouth and go either like you're blowing through a straw or go with an open mouth, making that ah sound. And keep going, there's more air, squeeze out all the air, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. You can feel this in the lower belly. I mean, I'm doing this with you right now while I'm recording this episode, and I totally can feel my belly. And then you fill back in. And if you fill up your belly, that's fine. So we don't focus specifically on Pilates breathing, but we're focusing on the breath pattern. And then exhale, breathe out. You can feel your ribs coming closer together. And as you breathe deeper, there's always just a little bit more air that you can just push out as you breathe out. Now, if that type of breathing makes you a little dizzy, take your time because you're getting maybe a lot more air in as yeah, air as you normally do when you breathe. As we have all become really poor breathers, we got to get our breathing going. So practice that breath. Any time of the day, it's not only related to bloating, but also to overall well-being and it helps circulate the blood, gets oxygen to the muscles. It's just all around good. So very simple. Breathe in and start counting. And the longer you can breathe in, if you can get to eight, this is awesome. Then breathe out for eight counts. But don't stop there because Heike said it's only eight. Keep going. Keep going. There's always a 10th or even a 12th breath when you go, 
okay, okay, and then wait a little bit because you don't have to inhale instantly. You're not running out of oxygen. You're not going to fall over and pass out. Wait for what we call in Pilates the inhale bus and then repeat that pattern three, five times each time and several times throughout the day. So breathing, easy peasy, can be done anywhere. Number two is change your diet. That means that you not, that does not mean take away whatever I mentioned earlier about the cruciferous vegetables and things like that, but slowly start figuring out what causes your, your bloat. So several dietary changes can relieve or even prevent, prevent bloating. I uh, combined a short list of the most common foods you can add to make things better. And of course, top of the list, avocado. Avocado is potassium rich and helps reduce the bloat after you eat too much salt. Maybe there's guac, that's why there's guacamole. I don't know, just making this up, but avocado is amazing for, is particularly getting more potassium in your body, but also helps reduce the salt content. Then bananas, of course we know about bananas, but bananas help promote gut health just overall which is a soothing way to treat your body. Then we have berries. In particular, we have blueberries, raspberries, and strawberries. They're not only our antitoxins, but they're high in fiber, and that helps with going to the bathroom, namely motility. So you get to go to the bathroom, and that could be very helpful if you're constipated when you're bloated. Not uncommon either. Then you can add celery or fennel and both act as a diuretic. So again, we're going back to this too much salt in the body. Start eating uh, fennel or uh, celery and add them to your diet. And one of my favorite things to make fennel, if you've been following me, you know I'm a fennel and avocado fan, but both go really well together. And here's why. I take fresh fennel Cut up the greens, wash the outside, maybe take the first layer off, and then I cut it into thin slices. And then I saute those slices, haha, in avocado oil. Oh my goodness, it is so good. Then a little salt and pepper on top. Even my husband, who was really hesitant about the avocado, I'm sorry, about the um, fennel in as raw fennel, he loves it because it tastes very different than with uh, olive oil, which is fine too, but I highly recommend those two combinations. Remember potassium rich and it's a diuretic. If you add the fennel, it's awesome with bloating. Asparagus is another one. It's a probiotic, which sometimes we take orally and also helps with digestion because that's what a probiotic out of the bottle does. So add more asparagus to your life. Green tea has antitoxins and anti-inflammatory properties. I always recommend green tea uh, when you're fasting and intermittent fasting. I highly recommend as a hydration strategy to drink tea. And if you're listening to this and you're fasting, that's why, because it has antioxidative properties and anti-inflammatory, good for our gut. Then garlic and ginger, yes, I mentioned them, that they are producing gas, but they're also 
healthy for your diet. So use them, especially garlic, sparingly. Ginger is great. Citrus fruit. Then we're going into kimchi, which I'm not a fan of, but may as it be. I love kefir, sauerkraut, peppermint or chamomile tea, red peppers, also super delicious, high in vitamin A, spinach, sprouts, sweet potatoes, tomatoes, and then turmeric and yogurt. Could can be things you add slowly into your diet. So think of think of what you normally have. And if you've never tried sauerkraut, make yourself a sauerkraut dish. Now, no, as a German, I should love sauerkraut, but I'd rather have the blue cabbage version of that. That's a different story. So sauerkraut is one of them. Moving on to other dietary changes. Drink less alcohol, as I mentioned, the side effects and carbonated drinks. Now, reducing salt is very important because water, a salt contain, uh, retains the salt in your body. And here's a cute one to remember it by. Keep in mind the salty six. These are pizza, sandwiches, cold cuts, canned soup, bread rolls, and bagels are some of the main salt contributors in an American diet. And you know, you don't even taste the extra salt. It just tastes good. So be aware of the salty six. When you eat and you're like, Heike, well, I don't eat. Well, you may eat bagels. You may go for bread rolls when you're out for dinner. So just keep an eye on that because it's something I think it's important to know that the salty six are not obvious. And the finally, reducing unhealthy fats. And fats that are, uh, I'm sorry, foods that are high in fat are digested slower and that causes bloating. So instead of eating fatty, greasy meals, I'm thinking of fried chicken or a big, big fat burger, try a low fat option like grilled chicken and vegetables or just in general, grill things more when it comes to meats and fat and stay away from anything that's just fried and or eat it occasionally. As you know, if you know me a little bit and you've been following me, I never say you can't eat this. If you eat something fatty, you know that you might end up with a really painfully bloated stomach and perhaps diarrhea or constipation. And that's different for every body. Now, let's move on to number three, exercise more frequently. In addition to strengthening your abdominal wall, research has shown that general exercise can help provide relief from gas and bloating. A 2006 study on bloating published in the American Journal of Gastroenterology found that physical activity helped participants move gas and ease their symptoms. If you want to know more about the effects on exercises, on inflammation, and it ties also in with today's topic of bloating, go back to the article I mentioned, or the, the post that I mentioned earlier, the six ways to optimize your health and reduce inflammation. You will find more specific information about exercise intensity as it relates to our gut in there. So what would I suggest? Walking when your belly is extended and it's freaking hurting, 
You don't want to run. I don't want to run. I'll walk or do some easy stretches like a forward bend to touch your toes. You can do that standing or seated. You can lie on your back and pull your knees into the chest a little bit and toler if you can tolerate it. But I found that Pilates is an awesome way to reduce the belly bloat in a gentle way. And I'm sharing three exercises with you in a video. So make sure you click the link in the description because I will show you and teach you how to do the half roll down, the spine stretch, and the Pilates spine twist. These three exercises have made a big difference for my belly when I have one of those episodes through my colitis. And they are gentle and you can do them anywhere or anyway, wherever you have a little bit of space, you don't need to get into exercise clothes and it's super easy to do. So think of the three things you can do is Pilates, walking, stretching. So putting the picture together is you have three options, super simple to do. And you can do this today to relieve or even ease the pain of bloating. And that's start with breathing, change up your diet, and you might want to start a little journal to figure out when you have bloating or just a, a blog or a post or a Google Docs or whatever, wherever you write your stuff down. If you're more curious about why bloating happens. And I did that when I started out with my colitis because I could not figure out why I was having these stomach problems, but mine was an underlying medical condition. But check in with when you eat XYZ, what happens? So always a good way to log things. So one of the things I mentioned, because my colitis will not go away and you may have an underlying medical condition that you're not aware of. If you don't find any of today's strategy streets helps you, then definitely see your doctor. Find out what and why you have this gas. If your digestion doesn't um, follow its usual pattern, like it's always been fine and suddenly you have more gas, more bloating, as it was in my case, I tinkered around for a whole bunch of times until I finally went to my gastroenterologist. But if the pain is consistent most of the time, or if the symptoms occur more than three times per week, go see your doctor. Don't tinker around, ask a professional and deal with it in a way that it's logic and not by hearsay and not by Dr. Google. So gas is definitely a common nuisance. However you look at it, if it doesn't smell, we're usually very relieved when other people around, but there are ways to beat the bloat once and for all. You're sh and you're sure that these strategies can help you above. To help prevent belly bloat or belly discomfort, stay active. Keep moving every day. And don't just wait till the, the bloat happens. And make changes in your diet to have less gas and less gas pain. And as I mentioned earlier, Start with my quick tutorials to get started. And then maybe you want to check out my Faster Than Fit Over 50 Club for exercises that are, with exercises that are designed for women over 50 and also help with bloating and 
aching joints as I'm designing the program as a woman over 50 for you as the woman over 50. So I would love it if you reached out on social media. Let me know if you need additional help. If you have questions, if you're not sure if you're doing the exercises correct, please reach out to me at Heike Yates on Instagram, Heike Yates Pursue Your Spark on Facebook, or Heike Yates at all social media, and ask me anything when it comes to your health, fitness, and your well-being as the woman over 50. Can't wait to see you next week. Have an awesome rest of the day, an awesome rest of the week, and I'll see you next time on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Ciao.